everybody. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Today. I'm your host, Eddie Provena. With me today is Tom Reed, all the way from Columbus, Ohio, because everything at the Steelers facility was virtual this uh, this afternoon. Uh, inclement weather, they just went, went ahead and did everything uh, over Zoom. So uh, Tom did not have to make the trek from, from Ohio to Pittsburgh today, uh, but we are coming to you uh, virtually for the latest episode of Steelers Today. And Tom, you know, the Steelers made Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth available. And, you know, as, as frustrating as this season has been, uh, to me, those two guys are really uh, bright spots in this season, especially as rookies, because not only are they are they good players, they're good football players, um, but they're just very mature for as young as they are. And uh, you can hear that today and how they were talking. And just, you know, before we hopped on, you talked about Pat Fryermuth with that last play of the game, uh, you know, Thursday night against the Vikings and what he had to say about that. Yeah, I made no excuses. He was disappointed. He was disappointed he didn't catch the ball. Uh, you know, he said he's made that kind of play in practice. He's made that play in his past, offered no excuses, even though, my goodness, did he get walloped. He got hit from both sides. I mean, it would have been a spectacular catch had he been yep. able to hang on to that ball. Uh, he didn't. I don't I don't really think you could blame him at all. It was just a great play all around from the pass that Roethlisberger threw. If he doesn't get hit on the front end, he scores. And mm-hmm. and and fair play to the Vikings defender who made a you know potentially game saving hit uh, that jarred the ball loose. <laughs> I am sure though that uh, it's a hit that was certainly recognized by Steeler fans that looked a lot like the one that Mika Fitzpatrick uh, laid yep. earlier in the game, which was also clean. Uh, I guess that's another story at another time, but that's to be a play <laughs> that the NFL really needs to start looking at as a possible reviewable play. Uh, when, yeah. when you can start getting the unnecessary roughness for quarterbacks and for receivers, that would have taken about 15 seconds to look at again and realize that Fitzpatrick's play was just as clean as the one that, that broke up the play in the end zone. That's, yeah. I'm off yeah. my soapbox now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and it's, it's one of those things, man. We saw last night how, how, you know, freak the NFL can be with injuries. Oh. Uh, and, you know, prayers up to, uh, was it Donald Parnum from, from San Diego or from the, uh, Las Vegas Char- or Los Angeles Chargers, <laughs> yeah, third yeah, time's yeah. a charm. Um, but we, we see how freak it is. So, I mean, I understand why, you know, when you actually have a hit like that, why the gut reaction is to throw the flag, but you're right. There has to be some kind of, uh, with again, without getting too far down a rabbit hole, there has to be some kind of review. I think there. Yeah. Um. But but the but the point that I that I wanted to make with with Pat Fryermuth is that, you know, normally you don't hear rookies talk about things in that, you know, in that vein where they're upset that they didn't make the play, even though it wasn't their fault that they didn't make the play. You know, and and that's that's the refreshing thing to hear from a guy like Pat Fryermuth. And, you know, I was looking at some stats of his uh, last night, getting ready for today, and uh, he's got seven touchdown catches already. He's three away from tying uh, Rob Gronkowski's rookie uh, rookie record for t- uh, touchdowns by a tight end. And, um, you know, he's a second-round guy who really, you know, was kind of behind Najee Harris as far as the, uh, the hype train went. You know, he really wasn't the guy that everybody was excited about. Uh, I know you got to see him some in in, uh, in training camp. I got to see him a lot in training camp, and he like I think people that watched him play in college and in training camp and in preseason, I think the people that really keyed in on him knew uh, what the Steelers were getting and knew that there were some high expectations from this guy. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, I I, I go back to the preseason game against the Lions. I think it was where he 
he caught at least one, maybe two touchdown passes. Yeah, two. His first, yeah, the two touchdown passes. And you could just yep. tell though those were special plays where he had to go up and get the ball in an NFL game. I know it's a preseason game, but that was the for me like the moment like this kid's going to be pretty good, and he has been. I mean, he's yeah. there's room to grow. He can be be a better blocker. Uh, but as you said, from the from the mental standpoint, uh, from the buy-in standpoint, and certainly from the physical standpoint, uh, he's only going to get better. Uh, there's there's a lot of problems on this team right now. Uh, yep. But Kevin Colbert, uh, I think, hit home runs on both of his first two picks because I'm sure we're going to get into Najee Harris here in a second. And yep. he's been terrific as well. And that's a perfect segue because Najee Harris, I think I everybody try. knows. I tried to you know, help we, you out yeah. on that end. That was a perfect segue, Tom. And 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 that's the thing with Najee is we all knew, everybody knew, we everybody saw him at Alabama. You you don't hide from the limelight at Alabama. Everybody knew what they that what the Steelers were getting in Najee Harris on the football field. I think the bonus with Najee Harris has been what we've seen from him off of the football field. The type of character he has, the type of young man that he is, the type of leader that he's already becoming in that locker room. And he's taught, he talked about it today. You know, he was, he was asked about, um, you know, overreacting and taking bad penalties and how, you know, some players on the team have to be a little bit more aware of that. And he even said, we need more of this, you know, we need more of uh, people kind of, you know, not overreacting on this football team and, and taking things a little bit more serious uh, to hear a rookie talk like that and not be afraid to talk like that. Uh, that had to be pretty impressive to you. Yeah. I mean, everything about the kid has been impressive from his effort to his, you know, he told a pretty good story along with that as, as writers and reporters, we always appreciate uh, when there's an anecdote to go along with a, a statement and his, mm-hmm. his, his story was it happened to him in high school. Uh, he was in a high school game where he felt he kept getting hit late by a guy. He let it. He let it get to him. He ended up t- taking swings, uh, was thrown out of the game, and was suspended for the next game. And a lot of times, kids are like, "Well, that's not my fault." But he understood at that point that I can't. I can't affect our team like that. And he's tried to carry that over with him. I thought the other thing that was really interesting. Uh, he was paid a compliment by one of the Titans players, and 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 I have talked to Merle Hodge about him as this as well. He never gives up on plays. He doesn't have bad body language. Uh, when things aren't going well, he keeps trying to grind and find ways. I mean, look at the game against the Vikings. He had nothing going on early in that game, absolutely nothing. And in a game where you're thinking, if they're going to get back in this, they're going to have to throw constantly. He ended up with like over mm-hmm. 90 yards rushing. He sticks He sticks with yeah. it. He doesn't get down. He's not a finger pointer. Uh, so, yeah, that's a very good point, very good observation on your point uh, about a young guy who has – and, of course, we all know his story off the field – I mean, he's he's yep. dealt with a lot worse things than uh, not getting enough touches in a game. Yeah, and and I think that that game never even gets close if it's not for him. I, I think it was that third and short where they they had him, t- the Vikings had him tackled behind the line of scrimmage, and he fought and scraped for a three yard play. And I think it was even Troy Aikman said it was one of the best three yard runs he's ever seen in uh, in the NFL. And it was just a testament to how what you said he doesn't give up on plays and he just keeps fighting and keeps grinding. Um, and when we come back, we'll take a quick break, but we could talk about how the Steelers kind of have to embody that uh, keep grinding and keep fighting and not giving up because uh, you know, their backs are against the wall right now uh, with this season if they're going to make anything happen. So it's the Steelers today. We'll be right back after this. 
All right, welcome back to Steelers Today. I'm your host, Eddie Provenant. With me from Columbus is my main man, Tom Reed. Uh, Tom is our features writer. For those of you who don't know who Tom is, I don't know how you wouldn't by this point in time if you've been following DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's an amazing writer. Uh, is constantly pu- pumping out great content for us. Uh, host of the uh, 6687 podcast with Dave Molinari. He's not just a Steelers guy. He does hockey too. Jack of all trades. Uh, Tom. We talked a little bit about uh, Najee and Pat Fryermuth, uh before on the last segment. Uh, what do you see? How do the Steelers bounce back? Because obviously everybody in, in that organization was unhappy with with that performance on Thursday night, uh, last Thursday night. Everybody was was frustrated with it. Uh, there really was nothing. You know, yeah, it was cool that they came back and made it close, uh, but there wasn't too much there to, uh, you know, to hang your hat on. So as a team, you know, how do you come back from that? How do you how do you put that in the past and then get ready for a big game? Because now the next four games uh, are, are all must win for you. Like there's there's no there's no wiggle room here now. There's no room for, uh, you know, for a hiccup. You have to play your best football these next four games if you're going to make the playoffs. How do you handle that? Well, you just look at the standings. I mean, I mean, you're still in it at 6-6-1. Six, six and one. Uh, Anyone who's ever watched the movie Amadeus, uh, the star of the movie was Antonio Salieri, who declared himself the, the patron saint of mediocrity. He could be the commissioner of the AFC right now. The AFC, other than for like two teams, is all mediocre teams. So, yes, there's still time. They they can still pull this out of the fire. Uh, You know, the Browns, uh, you know, if you you wanted to play in the NFL, you could go probably go up to Cleveland and play this week. They have so few players. I think they're calling calling themselves the COVID-19 right now because there are 19 regulars out of the the lineup. Now, again, we're recording this at – uh, Friday afternoon, they have till four o'clock to get the to find out how many players. But they're mm-hmm. still in it. I mean, the uh, the Chargers have a pretty easy yeah. way in. But look at the, the the Ravens. The Ravens have a really hard schedule. So you just focus on the next game. You try to get through that. The Colts, another team that are they're playing the Patriots this week. Uh, you just try to narrow your mm-hmm. focus and know if you can win two or three of these games, it might be enough to get you in. And if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what would. Yeah. And, and that's like, you know, Dale and I have been talking about this all week that, you know, you know, we on Tuesday, we even titled the show Groundhog's Day in the AFC because you just really every week, no matter what happens, you're still in it. You're like there's, there's no team maybe aside from the, the Chiefs now that have really made themselves known as a as the team in the AFC. It's just uh, to your point, the only three teams that are really out of it are the Jets, the uh, Texans, and the Jaguars. Everybody else in the AFC has a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, so you're right, man. Don't give up. Don't don't go. You know, don't go the pity route. Don't the woe is me. Are we? You know, we're already. You know, as much as I'm not going to sit here and bash players by any stretch of the imagination, but one of the things that frustrated me earlier this week with Devin Bush was his talk of next season and that there's always next year. There's always. <laughs> they still have everything in front of them this year. And that's, you know, I think that's what they need to understand. And I think what people need to understand is that they come out and, and put a, you know, put a hurting, hurting on the Titans. There's now seven, six and one. And people are looking at this team a lot differently than they were Thursday night. And that, you know, like you said, if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what does. Yeah. You just keep going. It it's, reminds me of sometimes you watch those uh, and I'm not an Ascar fan, but on the last lap, there's a wreck at the front. And the car, the seventh car in the in the list, goes right through, navigates right through all the all the carnage, and 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 wins the race. 
I mean, that's kind of their situation right now. It's, uh, uh yeah. you, you know, you can't do anything about the record that they have there. They are, as you and I have talked about before, they're a mediocre team, but there's, you know what, there's a lot of mediocre teams in and the AFC still giving out seven playoff invitations and you could still yep. maybe win the division. I mean, ball, I mean ball, between Baltimore's injury situation and who they have to play, including the Steelers, that's still, that's still there for grabs. Now, of course, there are teams ahead of them, but what, one of the problems they're running into now as we get to the end is, is that, you know, they've got to jump over. they got to just not only win games, but jump over teams. But there's still enough mm-hmm. uh, games being played uh, among all these teams that there, there's still hope, but you, you I mean, again, it, it, we say it every week, but it's got to start this week and then we'll see, yeah. we'll see if uh, they can do it against the Titans. And the, the thing, and I know this isn't a popular opinion in, uh, in Pittsburgh right now is, uh, you know, amongst fans, but it's something that we have to look at. It, it is, it's reality. They have a lot of skill on this football team. I, I know that they've been playing as a media, mediocre team, but you've got, you know, TJ Watt, You've got Cam Hayward on the defensive side, Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, there's that's three all pro type players on your defense. And on the offense, Ben is not playing bad football. Ben has been a very, uh, especially for a 39 year old, he's been a very uh, productive quarterback this season. Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth. We talked about those two guys. There's some talent on the offensive side of the football, too. And for all of his hiccups and hangups, when Chase Claypool's on his yeah. game, uh, we saw what he did outside of the mistakes. We saw what he did in the second half of that Minnesota game. He's a problem for defenses when he's on his game and he's not getting himself in trouble. So there's a lot of talent on this team that can carry them to a playoff spot if they put it all together. The problem is we haven't seen this team put it all together in quite a while. So that's the big question. Can they do it? I hope so, but it's going to be an interesting You know what? Weeks. They have to, uh, for me, the thing that jumps out is they have to start on time, meaning they've got to start playing better in the first half. Yeah, we talk about Ben. There it is. Ben right there, has man. been terrific in fourth quarters in games and leading comebacks. He's not been very good early in the games, and that's not just all on him. That's on a uh, offensive line that has struggled with guys going in and out mm-hmm. that is young. Uh, I mean, if you could, well, this is great live podcasting right here. I'm actually going to look up something. I didn't know we were going to go there, but let me see if I still have the stat. It's actually worth it for all this weight here, all this dead air. Uh, <laughs> here it is. Okay. Got to turn it around. This is, so this is um, the scoring differential. This is, this is Roethlisberger's completions and attempts when leading when tied and when trailing, this blows me away. When leading this year, 74 of uh, uh, 47 of 74. Okay. Attempts when tied, 71 attempts, 44 completions. When trailing, 301 attempts, 206 completions. <laughs> This team has been behind so much in games this year, especially, I mean, that is insane. Again, Roethlisberger has been good in those situations. You grade a little bit on a curve, and because a lot of times they've been so far in games, the teams are kind of playing prevent defense against them. But still, he's been terrific. Uh, He's been terrific late in the games. They've got to find a way to get leads. That's it. 
And that, that's, I mean, it's a tale of two halves for this team in pretty much every game this season. And uh, and it's going to change. I mean, they have to, like you said, they have to start on time this week if they're going to have any chance to beat this uh, Tennessee Titans team. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, that about wraps up our show today. Uh, the next time you get a Steelers Today episode will be Sunday from Heinz Field when Dale and uh, and DK are uh, coming to you, hopefully after a Steelers win. But we'll see. Eddie, I got to tell, uh, tell you, the coloring of the walls <laughs> Your shirt and your hat and your beard are spectacular. <laughs> it's it's one of the best COVID looks I have seen in the back of my, in, in my life. So I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I put a lot of put a lot of effort into it. All right, my man. <laughs> uh, but for Tom Reed, for Tom Reed and DK Pittsburgh Sports, I'm Eddie Provident. We'll catch you on Sunday.